this prayer that we pray each week, uh, asking God to prepare us to receive this. So let me just take this off, give here to my husband, and join me in this prayer together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey your word that I hear today in Yeshua's name. Now, if you are visiting us and you're new, we are in the middle of a series uh, entitled Tikva, Living in Hope. And today's message is entitled, Hope Stabilizes Us in the Storm. Now, I've said several times through this series, it's a 10-week series, we have a few more weeks left. Uh, we based this series off an article that we had read that gave 10 different things that hope does based on the scriptures. And the article that talked about hope stabilizing us said this, uh, I think it's really very important. It wrote about the first century believers, and this is what they, this article said about how they viewed hope as an anchor. It says there are 30, there are 66 drawings of anchors in the catacombs, the caves, and tunnels that persecuted believers hid in during the Roman persecution. 66 drawings of anchors. Hope was their anchor during those dark and stormy days. Like the anchor, hope grabs what is out of sight. The article went on to say, one Puritan put it this way, the cable of faith casts out the anchor of hope and lays hold of the steadfast rock of God's promises. And so today, that's what we're going to be talking about. Hope is the anchor that stabilizes us during the storm or difficult seasons of life. I wish I could tell you, and I've said this on many occasions, that having faith and an intimate relationship with Adonai means you have no troubles in life. That storms will not come your way. That life would be free of conflict, disappointment, and hardship. But friends, that's just not so. Unfortunately, as we walk through this journey called life, we encounter many seasons of stormy weathers, and sometimes we can feel overwhelmed and like we just cannot go on. Friends, that is where hope steps in to the situation and stabilizes us, enabling us to make it through the choppy waters to the other side of the lake. So I want to share a scripture from Messianic Jews, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 through 20. I know Rabbi Michael used this in one of his messages as well, but it's fitting for uh, hope as the anchor. It says, therefore, when God wanted to demonstrate still more convincingly the unchangeable character of his intentions to those who were to receive what he had promised, that's you and me. We are the ones who are going to receive what God has promised. Speak, to, speak that to your neighbor. Just say, you're going to receive what God has promised. He added an oath to the promise so that through two unchangeable things, in neither of which God could lie, we who have fled to take firm hold on the hope set before us. Friends, that's what we're talking about in this series, grabbing hold of the hope set before us. 
would be strongly encouraged. I hope that by now in this message, you have been encouraged through the hope that we have in Messiah. Rena spoke last week about hope being infectious. Thank you to Rena and Evan and the rest of the leadership team for filling in for us so we could have a, a week off. We appreciate it so much, but she encouraged us. And I hope by now you have got infected with hope and you are spreading it everywhere. So we could be strongly encouraged. He says, we have this hope as a sure and safe anchor for ourselves. A hope that goes right on through to what is inside the parochet, inside the Holy of Holies. Where a forerunner has entered on our behalf, namely Yeshua, who has become a Kohen Gadol forever to be compared with the Melchizedek. Powerful, powerful imagery that we are given by the writer of the book of the Messianic Jews or Hebrews. I want to read that from the, trans, uh, the Passion Translation. And I just want to give you a visual image here. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. Hope is an anchor, friends, and that's what we're going to talk about here in the message today. In the storms of life, you and I need to use the anchor of hope that Adonai has given to us. The anchor used at sea for a ship stabilizes that ship. It keeps it from drifting, and it protects it from damage. And we are going to look at how hope does the same thing for us when we encounter stormy or difficult seasons of life. However, I want to say, for an anchor to work, it has to be connected to the ship. Hello? Just saying. Because if it's not, and you throw that anchor out, it's going to go bye-bye. <laughs> and you're going to be stuck there in that storm. So we've said this over and over again through this series, and Rabbi Michael and I say this so often. You probably get tired of hearing us, but it is the foundation of everything. If you do not stay connected to Adonai, who is our anchor, we just read that in Messianic Jews, you will be in deep trouble. Just being honest, friends. Our hope is anchored to the Messiah himself who is in the heavenly throne room of grace. Disconnecting ourselves from him will only lead us into danger. So this is all freebie, has nothing to do with the message. You need to stay connected to Yeshua. Whatever you have to do, you hang on to that relationship and you pursue him like you have pursued nothing else. There are so many things in this world today that pull at us, that try to grab our attention, that want to lure us away from the anchor. Friends, Yeshua is your anchor. Do not let go of him because he will stabilize you. 
And that's what we need in the midst of difficulty today. So I want to start with our first point here is that hope is the anchor that keeps us from drifting. When the winds pick up, they can easily drive a ship off course. And the winds of life can make us drift off course as well. And hope is the anchor that prevents us from making poor decisions that will take us away from Adonai and away from his purposes, promises, and plans for our life. And in the midst of emotional pain, when darkness overpowers you, it is easy to lose sight of where you are headed. It's easy to lose sight of the promises of God and even of God himself. In fact, many people of faith have turned away from Adonai during a crisis situation. Why, friends? Because they forgot to hold on to the anchor of hope. I was reading an article that gave 10 reasons why people turn away from Adonai. I'm sure there's plenty more, but I could resonate with these because I've seen this over my many years of walking in faith. They get disgusted with other believers. And I could preach on all of these, but I'm not going to, but just telling you. Disappointment, difficulties, distractions, big, big one. Let me park here for a moment. Some of you are too easily distracted away from God. You know, the enemy, uh, you know, so we're talking about the imagery of being at sea, water, which we watched the ocean movie this week, and we decide we're not watching them anymore because there's either a shark or someone dies, and so we're just not going to watch those anymore. Uh, but the imagery of fishing and things like that, so what does the enemy do? He puts that lure out there, you know, the lure to pull the fish in, right? And so he does that, and they, those lures, I remember my father going fishing, and I'm not the best fisherman or woman, whatever you want to call it. In fact, I remember one, last time I went fishing, my father was still alive, so that's many years ago. My younger brother took me up to the lake, and we, my, my dad had a brand new pole. He let me use it, right? Go figure this. So we were here in this little outlet. I cast that thing out, and it went all the way across and got caught in a tree on the other side. My brother, Ralph, looked at me and says, oh, Carol, Dad is going to be so mad. And we spent the whole morning trying to get that thing unhooked from the tree. Forget fishing. In the end, we cut the line off and took it home, and my father was gracious to me. My siblings will tell you it's because I was his favorite, but I didn't get in trouble. But we didn't catch any fish either. And, uh, but my father had in his fishing box all those fancy lures, right, that they, the fishermen would use. And what's the purpose? <clears throat> it is to attract the fish. Well, I want to tell you, Satan is very good at trying to distract us with those lures that he casts out your way, just hoping that you will bite onto it, and then he's got you. Be careful of the lures of Hasatan. Another reason people walk away, discouragement, doubt, desires, distance, they drift and deceit. And friends, as I read through that list, there's not one person who hasn't faced at least half of those situations. 
How does someone who was once so strong in their faith leave it? It's very simple, friends. They let go of the anchor. The anchor is Yeshua. They let go of the anchor. When I stay connected to Yeshua, discouragement will not pull me away from him. Sure, each of these things tug at me, just like the winds of a real storm tug at the boat. But just like that anchor in the sea keeps the ship from drifting off where it doesn't want to go, Yeshua, my anchor, keeps me from drifting or wandering off course. I faced many disappointments over the years. There have been many expectations that fell flat. Things did not always turn out the way that I thought they would. Like you, I battled with discouragement a time or two. In these moments when I've not understood what was happening in my life or in the lives of others whom I love deeply. There have been difficult challenges, and all these challenges have sought to pull me under the waters of life. And what did I do, and what am I encouraging you to do? Every time I, hang, I hung on tightly to the anchor of Yeshua, and that is the only way I made it through and did not drift off course. Rav Shaul writes to a young Timothy about those who walked away from the faith. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, he says to Timothy, Be diligent to come to me quickly. Why? For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed from Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatians, and Titus for Dalmatia. Demas followed the attractions of this world, and they pulled him off course. He doesn't, you get the imagery here, he didn't just leave Rav Shaul. He walked away from faith. Friends, that's what I'm telling you. Don't be distracted by the lure of the enemy. Don't let the present world, the things in this world, draw you away from pursuit of him. Even very good things. Now, one of us in the message years ago talked about someone who started stamp collecting. What's a big deal? But that person got so involved in stamp collecting that it pulled him away from God. He no longer attended service, and he walked away from his faith over stamp collecting. Don't let anything pull you off course. And the only way that's going to happen is you hang on tight to Yeshua. And some of you, you right now, the waters are beating hard against you. And your, your ship is rocking back and forth. And you are going to end up going off course if you don't get yourself in line with your anchor. Even if you don't totally walk away from God, but you allow yourself to drift along in life instead of staying on course can be devastating in many, many ways. And one of the things that happens is it leads to compromise. Friends, compromise is not good when it comes to the life of faith. There might be situations where it's good to compromise in a relationship, 
My husband has to compromise. I have to compromise with him, so we work together. That compromise is good, but compromise of faith, friends, that is never, ever good. And yet that is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get us to go off course ever so slightly, and once we start our ship and headed this direction, instead of staying on course, it becomes easier to compromise. And when we do that, we begin to fudge on the principles of the Word of God that we know, that we know that we know are true. All of a sudden, we begin to say, well, just like Hasatan said to Chava in the Garden of Eden, and the kids are learning about this downstairs, do not add or take away is their lesson for parents. What did, what did Hasatan say? Did God really say? So what happens when we compromise? I don't think God really means this. It's okay if I X, Y, Z would fill in the blank. This anchor of Yeshua keeps me on course so I don't compromise. Well, you could be considered narrow-minded. That's okay. I don't have to answer to you, anyone in this congregation. I don't have to answer to anyone who calls me narrow-minded, anything else. I answer into one person and one person only. There's going to be a judgment day, and I'm going to stand before God himself. And on that day, I will have to give account to him for how I steered my ship through life, and so will you. So people can say everything they want to say about you or me, but understand you're not going to answer to them. They're not going to be standing beside you when you're before the white throne of judgment. You're going to be standing there all by yourself. And friends, you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's going to happen as you stay connected to the anchor of Yeshua. Tehillim 119 the psalmist says, you are blessed when you stay on course, going steadily on the road revealed by Adonai. In Devarim chapter 10, we're coming up to this in the Torah reading. You are to fear Adonai, your God, serve him, cling to him, and swear by his name. The Hebrew word here for cling, tidbach, can have the sense of being stuck to something. So clinging to Adonai means you are following him closely. You are stuck on him like glue. Think about it. If you were going to go hiking through a forest, my sister's been out, uh, Peggy's been out west in the Utah, Colorado area hiking. Ivy's telling me that her family is going up to Maine to go hiking. But if you're going hiking through an area that you've never been and you have a guide leading you and all of a sudden it gets over the, the foliage begins to crowd over the, the trail and, and it's hard navigating, what are you going to do? Are you going to walk away from the guide and meander off on your own? Wouldn't be a wise thing to do. You're going to stick to that guide because you know he knows the way and he's going to see you through to the end of the trail. Well, friends, that's what we need to do to God. 
we need to stick like glue to Yeshua because sticking like glue to Yeshua will prevent you and me from drifting off course. The second thing that hope does is hope is the anchor that protects us from damage. The anchor in the water is one means of helping the ship avoid damage from the waves and wind that beat hard against it during the storm. Friends, all of us have faced difficult situations. How does someone continue forward and avoid being destroyed or damaged by what happens? Well, I'm going to tell you, in the same way that a physical anchor protects the ship, hope protects us from damage. Life's hardships, disappointments, distractions can bring much distraction, much destruction to us mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. For me, I can feel when stress, my stress level is out of control and taking a toll on me. Fatigue sets in, cold sores break out on my lips. I get this knot in my stomach, which makes me double up my acidophilus because I know it's what I need to do. Uh, but I know when I am feeling, uh, you know, the pressure of life. Not always bad things, just a lot of pressure. In fact, today I normally sleep in until 8, woo-hoo, on, on Saturday because of a later start. Uh, but I woke up at 4.50 and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I usually wake up around the 5 o'clock the rest of the week. And why? Because I'm thinking about everything that I have to do in the week ahead. <laughs> My mind would not shut off. So that when all those things, so again, some of these things are just life stuff that you have to do, right? And the pressure and stress of what you have to do in life. Or sometimes there is service, there is difficulty, there is pain. Times where our faith seems weak, where our emotions are dried up, our minds are tired, and our body just wants to give up. Anyone ever been there besides me? Yeah. Well, the enemy wants to use these times to bring damage to us. Remember, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the greatest thing he uses in these moments when we are feeling exhausted and tired and drained is hopelessness. He wants us to feel hopeless in these moments. So that's where he starts whispering in our ear. No help is on the way. And life is just going to get worse for you, Carol. Friends, I want to tell you, at moments like that, when he is whispering in your ear, you and I need to cling to the anchor of our hope who will not let us be destroyed. Perhaps you feel like the psalmist when he cried out in Tehillim 69, Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I am in deep water and the floods overwhelm me. I am exhausted from crying out for help. God met the psalmist. And God will meet you and me as we cry out to him 
and as we cling to the anchor of our hope, he will protect us from being damaged. No matter how deep the water may seem, no matter how high the floodwaters rise, hold on to the anchor that will keep you safe. Tehillim 66.9, the Passion Translation, there is no doubt about it, friends. God holds our life safely in his hands. Can you get that imagery? He holds us safely in his hands. Now, as a little kid, I'm sure some of you probably know this song. There's a song, he's got the whole world in his hands. Now, that is a great song to teach little kids, but it's a song that us big kids need to grab hold of, too. It's based on verses like this. He has you right in the palm of his hands. Friends, what does that mean? That means you are safe. You are protected. Oh, but Rabbi Carol, those winds are beating hard against the boat of my life. I understand because I have been there. But I know who holds me in his hand. God has you right in his hand. He is not going to let you be destroyed. Don't turn away. Don't let go of the anchor because it is all that is going to preserve and protect you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And he is going to see you through this difficult season that you find yourself in. Even if you can't see light at the end of the tunnel, I want to tell you, it's there. Hang on. Hang on, friends. Tehillim, Psalm 91, verse 2. This is just so powerful. He is the hope. He is the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. Do you hear what the psalmist is saying, friends? This should be our heart's resolve. He, God Almighty, he is the hope that holds me and the stronghold that shelters me, the only God for me and my great confidence. Thank you, God. So instead of trying to run through the storm on your own, let him be the shelter he is to you. Adonai is the shelter in the storm, the refuge in the trials, the protector in difficulty, and the shelter from the ravaging world. Cling to him. Hang on to him. As I was thinking about how God protects us from the storms of life, I realized I had to share the story of the Talmudim of Yeshua out on the boat during the storm. Reading from Yochanan, John chapter 6, 
When evening came, his Talmudim went down to the lake. They got into a boat and set out across the lake towards Kafarnakum. By now it was dark and Yeshua had not yet joined them. And the sea was getting rough because a strong wind was blowing. They had rowed three or four miles when they saw Yeshua approaching the boat, walking on the lake. They were terrified because they didn't know who it was. But he said to them, stop being afraid. That's a word for someone this morning. God is saying, stop being afraid. It is I. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and instantly the boat reached the land they were heading for. I don't know about you, but I can relate to this story. It was nighttime, which represented a time of darkness. They get out into the sea, something they had done on many occasions. Remember, they are seasoned fishermen, and this storm comes. And they had encountered storms like this before. But the storm was getting rougher and rougher. And they were being tossed back and forth by the winds and the waves. And Yeshua comes walking on the water to them. And the moment he gets into the boat, they're to the other side. Friends, this is a picture of what Yeshua wants to do for you and me right now. You're a strong believer. You have navigated through many, many tumultuous times in your life. But like these Talmudim, you're facing a new storm, and it's taking a toll on you. And you think you are going to be destroyed. You think you are not going to make it through this difficult season. Hear the word of the Lord today. I know this is a word for you. He says, stop being afraid. I am the anchor of your soul. Invite me into the boat, and I will lead you safely to the other side. Finally, I want to encourage you this morning that hope is the anchor that gives us security. For the sailor who launches out to the sea, Having the anchor on that boat brings a sense of security, assuring him that there will be help in times of trouble. He knows that when the storms come, he can rely on that anchor to help him. In the same way, Yeshua, the anchor of our soul, gives us a sense of security. The fact that I know that Adonai is with me no matter what comes my way brings a great sigh of relief. Selah. As my little sister recently said to me, Carol, I don't know how people make it through difficult times without Adonai, because without him, I wouldn't be making it. Listen to what Adonai speaks to the prophet Yeshiahu. Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 2. Now this is what Adonai says. Listen, Yaakov, to the one who created you, Yisrael, to the one who shaped who you are. 
Selah, Selah, Selah. We could preach on that for a long time. He is the one who shaped who you are. Do not fear, for I, your kinsman redeemer, your anchor, will rescue you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the deep stormy sea, you can count on me to be there with you. When you pass through raging rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you. Powerful words that Adonai wants each of us to hear today. These words are just as true for Beth Emanuel in 2021 as they were for our Jewish people in the day of Isaiah when they first heard these. Adonai wants to say to you and me, my child, do not be afraid. Understand who I am. I am your creator, your redeemer, and I know you by name. And you don't get what that means, my friend. When he says, I know you by name, I know every hair on your head. I know every feeling you are having. I know the thought in your head right now, even though Rabbi Carol doesn't. I know you. God says, I know you. I created you. I have a purpose and a plan for your life. And no matter what you are facing right now, no matter how difficult it may seem, God's saying to you and me, do not fear. Again, I am your creator, your redeemer. I know you by name. I know every hair on your head. I know where you live. I see exactly what is happening in your life right now. God says, I understand that some of you are in stormy waters right now and the rivers are raging around you. But hear me, God says, you will not drown. These waters, Adonai wants you to know, will not overtake you. For those who feel the heat of the trials of life, the weariness of an ungodly society, and the injustice taking place all around you, Adonai says, the flames will not harm you. Peace, security, knowing that my creator who knows me inside out. He knows me better than my husband knows me. He knows me better than I know myself. He says, Carol, I am with you. No matter how difficult life may get, you will make it to the finish line. You will be victorious. You will not be overtaken by flood by flame. Friends, I want you to hear what God is saying to us today. He's saying, Beth Emanuel, you can count on me. Carol, he says, you can count on me. 
I am right with you. Those Talmudim thought they were alone, but Yeshua was very near. And you might feel so alone right now and so overwhelmed by the waves that are pounding against you. God says, you can count on I don't know about you, that brings a great sigh of relief because there's no one better to count on than the creator of the universe and the lover of our souls. You and I can feel secure because the creator of the universe is our heavenly father and he will not let you or me down. He will not disappoint. Listen to this verse I want to close with from Romans 5, 5, reading again from the Passion Translation. And this hope, the hope we've been talking about in this series, the hope I'm talking about in this message, this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit who lives in us. God will never, ever disappoint you, friends. You can count on him today. I've said it before in this series, and I'm going to say it again. I have held tightly to this anchor for so many years. How could I let go now? Friends, don't let go of the anchor of your soul. Adonai is my security, and I'm at peace knowing he was, is with me. Does that mean all of my problems are going to go away? No. Like you, I'm facing some challenges in life right now. But there's a peace because I can count on God. He will not disappoint me. I pray that that knowledge would bring you peace as well. And as we close, I pray that you would let hope be the anchor that stabilizes you in whatever storm or difficulty you find yourself in today. Let's close in prayer. Hashem, we thank you for your word to us today. God, I for one thank you that you are my creator and that you love me. And I thank you that I know I can count on you, God, that you will not disappoint. And God, for each one here today listening, whether in the sanctuary, whether through the live stream, for those listening a week, a month, two months, a year from now who might hear this message on some podcast or however they get hold of this message, I pray that they would hear so clearly your word to us. Don't be afraid of the storm you might be in. 
because you are with us, God. You are the anchor that stabilizes us. I pray that each one hearing this message would cling tightly to you, the anchor of our hope. In Yeshua's name, amen. Before I close with the ironic benediction, I want to give opportunity for those who are here in the sanctuary or listening online. Perhaps you don't have a personal relationship with God yet. Well, the good news is today is that day where you can begin and encounter the living God in a way that will forever change your life. As I said, it doesn't mean you will have no difficulties, but it means you will have someone who's going to walk right with you and see you through. So I want to lead us in a prayer, a simple prayer, but a prayer that will forever change your life. I made a similar prayer as this when I was six years old and have never been disappointed by the God who loves me and saved me. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand to their feet here in the sanctuary and to repeat this prayer after me. And if you are praying this prayer for the first time or maybe you're someone who knew God but you straight off course, as I talked about earlier in my message, you uh, took your boat and you went and now you find yourself far away from the God you once knew. I want to tell you, today is the day to turn your boat around and come back to God. And he's waiting with open arms. So say this prayer with me, Adonai. Thank you for loving me and sending Yeshua to die for my sins. I say yes. I surrender. Forgive me, cleanse me, and make me new. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I would love to encourage you, my husband and I, we've had several online who have prayed with us over the past year. We just want to encourage you in your new relationship with Adonai. If you're not local, help you try to find a home congregation uh, that you could plug into. Uh, but we want to say God is pleased and he welcomes you into his family, and so do we. So let me close with the ironic benediction as we uh, end our service today. May Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai make his face shine on you and show you his favor. May Adonai light up his face towards you and give you peace. May you walk in peace this week. May you hold tightly to the anchor of hope that will stabilize you in whatever difficulty you're facing. Shabbat Shalom. A blessed.